0: Hi y'all, this is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles.
1: Hi, I'm Patty Lepone. This is Lynn manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
2: This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney Pixar's Inside Out 2.
1: It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew. Ew. Sadness is in the house. Oh no. Hello. even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and
1: conditions. 18 plus. Will somebody get us another drink?
0: Welcome to Jim and Tomic's musical theater happy hour, your weekly podcast with beer and boogieing.
2: Yes, I'm boogieing away. (laughs) Uh... Mr. T, what are you drinking today, pal? Oh,
0: it's, it's getting cold here in Denver. I have a nice, hot cup of warm cocoa.
2: Delicious. It
0: may or may not have a newt in it. I was going to say newt-flavoured water. <laughs> you can't <laughs> steal that from stole me. Well, your no, joke, stole it's your okay. joke.
2: It's okay. It's just serendipity. <laughs> <laughs> what a so coincidence. I know it's a myriad of musicals that I can apply to. <laughs> a whole genre, actually. Um, oh, man specifically no so uh, last week we asked you um, or we gave you a quiz question of that this musical is the only one to share an award with New York City mayor Michael Bloomberg what could that should be possibly be um well Tommy could yeah. only be Matilda. <laughs>
0: imagine naughty Excellent. i guess i don't know
2: <laughs> yeah we shall see
0: it's always fun to play it in my
2: mind I'm, um, yeah I'm, I'm very glad that there's no song that is like
0: matilda <laughs> she's a girl or something. Like that. so matilda the musical Yeah, music and lyrics by Tim Minchin, book by Dennis Kelly.
2: It premiered over in the West End in 2011 at the Cambridge Theatre, and then took itself over to Broadway. Um, It opened in a Shubert in 2013, and it's closing on the first of January. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Wait, which one? Which which one's closing?
0: The West End one.
2: Uh, Broadway. No, Broadway. Broadway. Oh, no Broadway. You fools. You fools. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, so, you know, go see it. That's what I was telling you in, in New York. I was like, see it now. That makes sense. Go, 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 go. Yeah. I think it's touring, or there there will be. Tour. I, I believe
0: there's a tour either happening or planned.
2: Yeah, so,
0: you know, you yeah, may be but in luck. Running for a long time. Uh, won a bunch of Olivier Awards. A bunch maybe is an understatement.
2: Yeah, so it broke it broke the world record, the Guinness World Record for... Olivia's won by a single show. Yeah,
0: it won seven. Musical, actor... Uh, actress, director, choreographer, set and sound.
2: Yeah Um, it also won a host of Tonys as well Mm -hmm. um, for book, featured actors, scenic design, lighting design not sound design because you know um, and the Matildas also won this award that they share with Michael Bloomberg which is the Tony honour for what is it like um, for something to theatre contribution to theatre so
0: so we stretched this a little bit I think Um, Oh, absolutely not (laughs) This during the seventy the sixty seventh Tony Awards, both Michael Bloomberg and then all four of the Matildas yep, all won four. separate Tony Award Tony Honors for Excellence in Theater, which are exactly. the non competitive awards. They didn't win it for the same thing, it, although that would
2: have been fun. Well, it's still a cult, the same thing. I you know
0: you know those those Thursday nights when Michael Bloomberg would sub in <laughs> as the Matilda. Um, uh-huh. really well, yeah I they were great
1: they actually he, did
2: surprisingly well he was a standout um,
1: yeah an interesting casting
0: choice
2: yeah looked great in the uniform <laughs> like it was fine um, it's also open in Australia we always talk about Broadway in, in the West End but we never give shout outs to the rest of the world we never do um, we
0: should do that more so
2: yeah exactly so shoutouts to Aussie land where it romped it there's I think there's one host of awards I don't really know your awards and, and you know how they compare to things like the Olivies and the Tony's um, but there's one of That it won every category that it was nominated in, which is incredible. So it's pretty good. Yeah.
0: It seems... In an interview, Tim Minchin said uh, they're working on a movie version of it.
2: Yes, exactly. Which, is ju- Well, so apparently the 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 facts go that you need to wait six years. I didn't know this, but you need to wait six years yeah, and I'm until sure, after the show is opened.
0: I'm sure it's an individual um, contractual thing, but I've heard whispers like
2: this before. You know, the,
0: yeah. the running joke is always, when is the movie of Wicked going to happen? Right, um, exactly. And they very much want to wait until it's like, had its due. Yes, yeah, so they know.
2: can kick it up the arse again Exactly. we're still thinking about Wicked, Um, but yeah, so that's coming to which is incredible. Matilda the Movie Musical, coming to a theatre, estimate 2019 maybe. 2019 is what they're saying, but hey, who knows, who knows. knows? Um, So that's the facts, should we say what what the show is about for those people who have never heard of Matilda? Well, first of all, I need to ask, I Uh do need to ask, um, had you ever read it before? So I had seen the movie. Um, right,
0: and I've read a bunch of Roll Dahl, but I have not read Matilda. Read Matilda. Okay, dokie.
2: So basically, Matilda. We'll go for the Matilda the musical. Okay, let's go. Stick to let's that that fact as opposed to uh, the whole the world of Matilda, because each adaptation has been it's had its differences. the, yes. the core of it's the same. I mean, it's would you would you
0: call this uh, the story of Matilda? We're entering kind like Roll Doll books kind of feel like they're entering that Wizard of Oz style. Like these are just part of the children's literature canon now.
2: Um, oh, ab- I mean, ab- and especially in the UK, yeah. like, this is in our blood. Like, yeah. you know, and even today, it's not like it's, you know, kids from my generation, kids from the generation that are being written. Right. Every every child knows Roald Dahl, and will study him, and will love him. Exactly. You know? I mean,
0: even even in the US, maybe not with Matilda, but Charlie and the Chocolate mm. Factory. I read right. that uh-huh. in, you know, third grade. And saw yeah, movie, yeah. and you know, was in love with it in the same way. So like, I yeah. feel that. So is that your favorite role, Dal? Mm, that would be a, a difficult, a difficult choice a to difficult make. One to I enjoy the BFG as well. Um, yep, I would want to read Matilda before I made the decision. Um, yeah, Matilda's do, be good. I do enjoy Roald doll in general.
2: Um, yeah. Like a very, I think both... it's. I think it's very difficult not to. I think he's. Yeah. It's. It's stories that he, they're kind of distilled down to a really simple mm-hmm. way. Yeah. But the language that he uses and the the ideas that he, he takes on these weird twists and turns that yeah. well, are very unexpected. One
0: of my specialties in college was children's literature. Um, Excellent. And there's a lot. of... Bruldal stands out very much as. Um, not very didactic in his Mm -hmm. children literature while still being very moral bearing. um, Yeah. Which is an interesting balance to strike. Like there's older stories of, you know, all the... The Grimm's Brothers' fairy tales, or even things like yep. Pinocchio, where it's like, and that's why you shouldn't lie to your
2: parents, children. Yeah, Aesop's fables and things like exactly. That. But
0: Roll Roll Dolls' stories are very much like, hey, sometimes the world sucks and you got to deal with it, kid.
2: Yeah, suffer along with it. But yeah. no, it's it's good. Um, so Matilda specifically, um, sees a five-year-old girl who lives a a horrible life. Basically, her parents don't really like her. Uh, her dad refers to her as a boy mm-hmm. um, and ignores the fact that she very much a girl. Um, and uh, her parents and her, her family sit in front of the TV all day, um, her dad does dodgy deals and it's just its not a nice environment to be in, mm-hmm. um, but it's almost time for her to start school. Well, yeah. it is time for her to start school. So she goes um, to this, this local school which is r- run by <laughs> the despotic Miss Agatha Trunchbull who is the wickedest wicked in all of Wicked Land.
0: Like evil personified.
2: Exactly. And she, yeah, plus as well. Like evil yeah. evil personified and then is an evil version of that. Yeah. But this kind of shining beacon of light in this school is um, the wonderful Miss Honey, mm-hmm. who is um, Matilda's first teacher. So she, she kind of... It's her, her guiding light yes. through it. But in many ways, Matilda is also Miss Honey's guiding light. Mm-hmm. Um, because Matilda has a special gift, Tommy. Oh, no way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> aside from being extremely intelligent, she loves reading. She loves books and stories. She also has telekinesis. Of all things. Of all things. She has this telekinetic power that comes from somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, maybe from her frustrations or, or something. um, And she uses that to kind of overthrow the school, basically, and make yeah. everything better again. Cause
0: chaos in a good direction.
2: Exactly. Exactly. She's troublesome for all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's an amazing, fun, crazy, wild story. Yeah. Um, with and, a lot of heart.
0: And covers, all, you know, everything from growing up as a child to dealing with less than stellar Childhood conditions to finding your way as an adult and exactly. navigating life that way, and then all sorts of things in between. So, yes, that is what it is.
1: So, you think you're able to survive this mess by being a prince or a princess, you will soon see there's no escaping tragedy. And even if you put
2: in heaps of effort, you're just wasting energy because your life, as you know, it is ancient history. So this adaptation, mm. again, we said, we said before that, you know, they're all quite, in, they're, they have their own idiosyncrasies. Little yeah. things have been tweaked to, to make it suit the That genre. are different, absolutely. And I would say, what do you think? I think each adaptation, the film, the book, and the musical, uh, are all fantastic. like I think, the, I think they're, they're, all very they're all good, and they're
0: all different in their own right. Like, they, yeah, they focus on, or, you know, perhaps heighten different moral undertones that are present in the base story in different yeah. ways um, and I would say they all have different feels to them um, mm-hmm. I think some end up more hopeful and some end up more ambiguous or maybe not even ambiguous but like I would like for example Trunchbull in the musical is scary but funny scary in a funny way and yes. you, you laugh at her evilness Trench yes. ball in the movie is terrifying. It's just <laughs> yeah. legit terrifying. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. When this, I still like from my childhood. I yeah. still think about that and quiver and fear when she's in when Matilda goes into the house and uh, you know is, is trying to mess up, mess things up, and find out some information. And mm-hmm. she's coming in there. She's looking for. Her, and there's that big dramatic close up of her. Yeah, it's so scary. It's, it's so, so scary. And so like um,
0: there, while it's all the same story, there's there's different. It's all just a different color throughout
2: yeah exactly exactly so the musical specifically um it it actually focuses a lot more on um kind of miss honey's backstory i guess and and um kind of matilda's relationship with that with miss honey um because all the way through is kind of... A, it's almost like a B-plot. It's just, yeah. kind of the main plot as well. Yeah, I mean, we're, um,
0: we're in contemporary musical land, so it's all just one big mishmash of a plot. Yeah,
2: exactly. So she she speaks to the wonderful Mrs. Phelps, who's a <laughs> local librarian. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I know a lot about libraries. I work <laughs> in one. And uh, she tells her this story about the escapologist mm-hmm. um, and his And, his, and wife. his wife, the acrobat. Yes. And, you know, you, you think at first it's this just like almost like a fairy tale story right Do you know what I mean yeah. something that she might have read in a book something well, like and,
0: that and it it reeks very much of like Matilda's coping mechanism for her own childhood exactly
2: because it's it's very all very idealistic they're the perfect parents and, right um they're fanta- wild and fantastic life and mm-hmm. love their daughter uh and then uh, it, as the story progresses you start to see that it starts to mirror uh certain characters in the show and mm-hmm. you realize that Oh well, maybe there's there's something to it, and then yeah. it kind of I guess it's a twist, but I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, fe- it's kind I feel of a twist. It's that...
0: kind of a reveal. It's inter- It's one of the things that's new in the musical, which makes you wonder why.
2: Yeah, uh huh, exactly. But I think because it's always you always know that. Um, so Miss Miss Trunchbull is uh, Miss Honey's aunt. Yes, uh, and Miss Trunchbull is in charge of of her of estate, her... basically. Exactly, and um, is keeping it all to herself and uh, is wandering and, it all the way.
0: And it turns out that this tragic story that Matilda has been weaving is, in
2: fact, the Miss Honey, Miss Trunchbull origin story. Exactly. Um, so which leads to the the kind of climax of Matilda where she writes on the chalkboard of mm. um, Agatha, its thingy. Right. Um, I'm going to get you. Like, yeah. you got me. And that's yeah, great. watch out. Uh, <laughs> and I think it, it makes sense to make this a musical. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, because of... The way that Roldal writes, yes. I feel his use of language and rhyme and yeah, completely like Roald Dahl's rhymes, revolting rhymes in particular. Um, his his poetry book mm-hmm. uh, is incredible, and it's 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 so fun and twisted. But he uses his meter, yeah. and he uses you know he sticks very strictly to that, yeah, and therefore it, it does lend itself to to, to song. this kind of
0: musicalization. I think that along with that, the whole world of Matilda is a heightened one. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we are mm-hmm. in many ways viewing the adult characters through the eyes of the children, and so they yep. expand a little bit to fit that fishbowl, um, and something about being able to sing every once in a while, or directly address the audience, or be a bit of a caricature of your stereotype fits really, yeah. really well into that musical theater box.
2: Yeah, definitely, and it is. It's so, and especially this production. Yes. Um, the RSC production is so heightened. You know, they don't really aim for much in the way of naturalism Mm -hmm. at any stage. No, it's it's all feels like like a fun
0: stylized movement. You know, yeah. I mean, the whole set.
2: The whole set, for example, is made up of Scrabble titles or cubes.
0: The set, the production design for this show. It's.
2: unbelievable like you go in I remember when I went because I, I was lucky enough to see it in the Cambridge theatre mm. Um, and you go in and it just it whacks you in the face you're like, what is this because yeah. <laughs> just you instantly feel fun because there's so much colour yeah all these letters yeah um, it's just it's mismatch and hodgepodge and it just feels very yeah. fun and, and it's, exciting and, and, it's and it m- sets you up
0: mysterious and it plays with scale a lot which does great things yeah. with the kids and the adults and yeah. there is the undercurrent of reading and writing in school throughout the whole thing. Exactly, because everything's a letter somewhere.
2: Uh-huh. So it's quite it's quite funny as well. So the uh, a little Easter egg, I guess, from the set designers, but <laughs> lots of the words um, or lots of the the letters spell out words uh-huh. um, and the thing that you can see so if you spend your time looking away from the stage i don't know why you would maybe in the <laughs> interval uh you can look around you can start to to see some of the the words and things like that yeah you're you're you are thrown into that crazy dial world it's yeah. as if you've stepped into the chocolate factory right do you know what i mean and everything you know everything's made exactly. of candy and well, it's and crazy that's
0: the really wonderful interesting thing about this because comparing it to something like the chocolate factory and, you know, Charlie Bucket's life outside of the factory and inside of the factory. And yeah. in a, in contemporary world, we think of both the Gene Wilder movie and then the not-so-great um, Johnny <laughs> Depp movie. Uh-huh. And, like, even the Johnny Depp movie, which I have a whole slew of problems with, The Chocolate Factory right. is this fantastical, magical, weird and interesting oh, exactly. place just to begin with. And, like, of course it is. The world of Matilda, at least as written, is not terribly fantastical. Yeah, very it's very true. pedestrian and plain, and you know. And we, the school
2: we, itself is is supposed to be very grey. You know, all the yeah. uniforms have been wiped of all color. Yeah. Um, because of Miss Trunchbull's reign, you know, there's no there's no color or fun anywhere to be found in this place. All about rules and strictness.
0: Exactly, and they've they've taken that kind of it's. You see that in the in the whole design but it doesn't it's not overwhelmingly pedestrian there's still something magical yeah. and fantastical about it
2: which is yeah. which is cool it's very cool it's very very cool <laughs> kind of spoken about it very briefly already mm-hmm. um but one of the things i think that makes this show as good as it is mm-hmm. first of all yeah do you do you think it's good I'm i not, do i, checked in I with do you. Think it's good. <laughs> i think this is a very good. <laughs> very good show excellent um but what is is it's lyrics yeah. the, the um,
0: tim mentions lyrics based on dolls language
2: yes exactly because it's stunning it's, it's no it's no mean feat to to take on someone like Rodal and really try and wrap your head around his language. Because it is, it's is—it's a language, you know, the amount of words that he just made up. Yeah. But sound, you're like, well, of course that's Rob Scottle. Right. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Of course he's galumphing. Yeah. Like, these are all, you know, I mean, it's its like Lewis Carroll style stuff exactly. here.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like Shakespeare stuff here.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly, and you you know exactly what he's talking about, and mm. you accept it, yeah, and that's an extremely difficult thing to do, yeah. Um, and and Roldal does it very, very well, and I think, I mean, don't me, but I think both Tim Minchin and Dennis Kelly mm. have really nailed it. They really have. the The essence is still there. It doesn't
0: feel like, uh, they've just taken the plot and transferred it on stage but they've taken the book they've taken the text mm-hmm. they've taken the whole thing and adequately and accurately represented it on stage
2: cuz it's interesting cuz um I think it was Dennis Kelly there was an interview with him and he, he kind of talks about how he never really thought about it he never really thought about okay i need to sit down and you know study the books of Roldal for yeah. years on end mm-hmm. to really be able to speak it because he was saying that in the UK and in Britain it is just a part of our lifestyle. Like, and right. I think his books do read very Britishly
1: <laughs>
2: <It's not> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> to, to really insult Rodale's English. Um, but, you know, I mean, I think they come across very b- just British and, and mm-hmm. their use of language. And because it's something that, you know, we grow up with and it is a part of our, almost our lifeblood, I guess. Yeah. Um, especially if that's what you're into. Right. Uh, you know, he was he was saying that it just came naturally to him, mm-hmm. which I think, to be honest, is incredible. Because yeah, very cool, you know. I because I've read all the world books and I've been reading them all my life, and I still don't think I could I could pull it from somewhere. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and be able um, to like speak, be fluent in Dalish. In know? Dalish, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think that's really impressive i guess it's fascinating to me i've
0: i've never it's it's striking me right now but i've never talked to someone from the uk about roll Dahl and it although it's been a part of my childhood and i do mm-hmm. i put it in the same category as things like mary poppins but it never right. struck me as quintessentially british mm-hmm. but it absolutely is
2: i think it is because it's and the thing that always baffles me is that um for example the matilda movie mm-hmm. or uh, I guess even the Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, the Gene Wilder, yeah, um, or is that Charlie, I can never remember which one's Charlie, never, which one's and Willy Wonka. I don't know. I
0: think Willy Wonka is Gene Wilder and Gene Charlie Wilder.
2: is um, Tim Burton. I think that is right, um, and you know, because they're American, because they're set, yeah. and have these American, I'm like, what's going on, why are these people, yeah. none of these people are actually American, like, it is, it's, I find it really, it is jarring to me almost, because That's really, that's fascinating. It, yeah because it's ve- in my head it's an extremely it's a british thing that's you know yeah not, i'm not saying that only Brits should read it and everyone right. else can get tea, right um but i think it does and maybe it just rings true to us because obviously the environments that he's talking about mm. are all british envir- i mean yeah our school system for example yeah it's structured in the way of a british school and yeah, very victorian very uh, yeah, just down. it's very institutional. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of another Roldal example. I guess just even like, even something like George's Marvelous Medicine, which is mm-hmm. probably one of my favourites, but just his relationship with his grand and where his gran kind of sits in the family. Mm-hmm. I feel it's just a very British way. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what <laughs> I mean? A very British family structure. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It just it is that's... It, yeah, it's just I just feel it's in- integral to yeah to to what he's created. So um, and I think Mat- yeah, Matilda sits at the top of that.
0: This absolutely brings us to the next thing we want to talk about, which mm. is you
2: have asked how I find the understanding of this musical
0: being an American.
2: Yes, I now have a new question to add to that. Yeah, before, after I listened a couple of days ago. So, which recording did you listen to?
0: There's more than one recording. Um, yes. Okay. I listened to the one on Spotify.
2: Okay, find out which one that is for me. <laughs> the
0: build of the musical
2: original London cast recording. London, good, correct. Okay. No, the other one's right. But um, we'll we'll go into and talk about that a wee bit in a second. And okay, well that's good. So you find you've, you've listened to the British yes. version. Okay, with all the Britishisms still in there. Got it. Um, I. How did you find it, Tom? Other
0: <laughs> than British accents. So
2: uh-huh.
0: the here's the crazy thing, um, and it takes some recentering of the talk right we're talking about how matilda the source material is very british in its inception and has a lot of like british connotation to it and uk connotation to it in its existence yeah my experience of matilda is much more from a musical perspective right like matilda is a west end musical that i have experienced yes and from that direction matilda Seems very American.
2: Oh, no, I, I've lost, you lost me there, because okay. you were saying British until you said American, so right, I was exactly. expecting you to say, yes. and I had Matilda, but no, so expand so upon what you mean.
0: So, before Matilda existed, yep. and you said a British musical, a West End yep. musical, I'm yep. thinking things like Les Mis, Phantom of the Opera, Evita... That kind of Euro musical, okay. big, adulty, presentational, um, you know, very much about a concept and, like, stylized and not, not that kind of contemporary musical theater that we talked about last time. Not all right, musical okay. theater per se, but, like, the, the stereotype, the
2: genre of the Euro music. Yes. Uh-huh. No, I do. I do know exactly what you mean, yeah. And
0: that's where it sits in my mind this mm-hmm. musical, Matilda the Musical, being, in my experience, a British import, yep. feels very American.
2: Yes, there we go. I do, I, f- I fully know what you mean. Yeah, and um, it's, it's really interesting, because to me, mm-hmm. it actually feels like the pinnacle of, of West End theatre. Like, yeah. this, is, this is what we do well, um, or this is, because I've spoken about this before in the podcast, mm-hmm. and I, I think it insults some people, and I don't really care. Um, <laughs> but it, this idea, like, I do have an issue with um, the kind of the West End, mm-hmm. and what works on the West End, and what doesn't work on the West End, and mm-hmm. Matilda is still burning away as this exception to the rule, and right. I'm so happy about it. Yeah. Um, it's not. And I think X factor a lot- the musical. It's not mm. exactly exactly. Like Thankfully, everyone can sing in this musical. <laughs> yeah. Um, like in, I think a lot of it is to do with the fact. Um, that it's an RSC production. Yes. So RSC is the Royal Shakespeare Company, mm-hmm. for anyone who doesn't know. Um, and they decided to just, they wanted to focus and do a musical about Matilda. Yeah. Um, because it's a, you know, a pinnacle of literature. It's, right. It's not... I
0: mean, we've already made the shakespeare all comparison. Exactly.
2: But... Exactly. It's there. And um, I think a really great call for them is a venture into the, the musical theatre world. For sure. Just to go down the, the Matilda route. Um, so... the. You know, RSC don't put on productions to make a gazillion dollars and right. take over the world. RSC put on productions to be good, yeah, to do art, I to guess, like, like express ideas, to exactly uh, yeah. to yeah to to heighten the the art form. Yeah. Um. And thank goodness that they they made this and yeah. um that they they worked with the people that they worked with and the way that they wanted to work and I I think it's really created fascinating and exciting Mm -hmm. piece of theater yes um producers out there it can work (laughs) well this is i i
0: I wrote in here and i really do feel this i feel like matilda perhaps along with uh disney's mary poppins but that's a whole Mm nother can of worms because it's from the mouse um yeah exactly but does kind of hopefully represent the new euro musical my hope is like this shows exactly that that like yeah this can work you can do it and then it can still be popular elsewhere and can still run for a long time and doesn't have to pander to the lowest
2: common denominator. Because, like, I think another little exception that we've never really spoken about before is, is, is obviously Billy Elliot.
0: Yes. Um,
2: that kind of sits in a weird middle world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but you, I wouldn't call it a, a Euro. you know, what I mean, again, like a Euro musical. Right. In the Do old, in the the old Euro. Of,
0: exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Um and so I feel like though yeah, Matilda and Billy are just kind of floating about. Yeah. maybe we just need kids. Maybe, maybe that's just it. Kids. <laughs> just like we a kid in there, and you'll be fine. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting because it, we've not really had uh much else in in terms of musical theatre. Right. Um, come over and do as well. Obviously, our production of The Color Purple came over and was great. Mm-hmm. But, but it's still it a wasn't. very American kind of story. It's still I a mean, very it was an, American, it's an American musical. Yeah, yeah. It originated on Broadway. It was a revival production that came out. you exactly. know what I mean? So it's not... We're still waiting. We're right. still waiting right. for that export.
0: Well, and this is, this is why it's important. Like, we've talked about how Matilda the Musical is expressing a viewpoint that is quintessentially British. Mm-hmm. All the more reason for it to be successful
2: and then come to America exactly and and teach you the way right <laughs> the ways of the brits but i think i think that's it because i think a lot of people do they, there is a stigma around the west end yeah. you know and i think yeah. it, because it, and it's not it's not a stereotype because it's just the truth like right. jukebox musicals and exactly. you know easy listening works very well on the west end
0: and as snooty as it may sound for you know a Two affluent people from different, you know, first world countries being like, yeah. why don't we share our culture more? Exactly. You know? But I think there's, it, I acknowledge that that is silly, but also
2: want to know more about the, right. the British there's, experience. And I think there's so much more because, you know, I was thinking about this, that... Um, in fact, well, I'll make this point first, The one of the reasons I brought up the cast recording thing mm-hmm. is because they've de-Britishised the Broadway cast recording. Really? I, I, yeah. Uh-huh. So I'd made like a list of references, I was like, that's very British, that's very British, that's very British. I'll go check and see huh. if they've kept it. The only thing that they've kept in is calling television telly. Really? <laughs> and that's probably because it rhymes. Um, and well, but just because the title of the song like, you, right, can't you can't be joking
0: that exactly. um, That's crazy to me but, because I can't yeah. think of anything Because all I've known is the London cast recording Right um, exactly And, I and can't you can't think understood of anything all, right? I didn't, didn't, didn't thinking... understand Like maybe right. there's I'm like thinking back like maybe there's a joke I didn't get somewhere But yeah I don't really Think but so that's,
2: It's like to me I'm just like you know Hamilton coming over here right Is full of Americanism right. They're not going like, to boulderize it b- Exactly. Plenty of stuff is going to go over our heads, right. but yeah. it, what we have to do then is, oh, okay, I don't understand that. I'm going to go find out what that means. Oh, it's a slang word for this. How fun. Yeah, Great. Exactly. You know what I mean? like My brain has been expanded. And then, not like, oh, the Americans will understand yeah. word now, so I'm going to take that out and, and change it. Yeah. Um, And i just think i don't know i find it quite sad when i heard yeah. that because i was like oh guys you're doing so well like yeah, this just, is where just, just i always wonder
0: i always wish i could be in you know in the room where it happened um hmm. to figure out like who was the first person who said guys we gotta we gotta get the british stuff out of this american audiences yeah. aren't gonna understand we gotta we gotta make it i know we make it better. like where where did that come from is it a producing thing is it a publicity thing
2: is it you know is it tim minchin who knows like right exactly exactly um I, I I yeah I I don't know I don't know who I feel like it was a producer choice Yeah, it feels very much. We know like what it. Broadway producers are like Yeah. Um And it's it's just strange because it's like, um, remember when we saw Comet and, Mm. (laughs) just to throw that one in there, um, but when we saw Comet and I was like, oh, they changed, I can't remember what it was now, but they changed one word to something that meant the exact same. And it's the exact same thing here. It's just one slang word to an American or just an English word. Um, So I
0: wonder, in my mind, I'm drawing a comparison between this and Mary Poppins. Um, right, because they're so, both children's literature adapted to a new musical that have a long-standing history that were West End origins and trans- yep. transitioned to Broadway. Yeah, Mary Poppins,
2: to my understanding,
0: was not changed very much for an American audience.
2: It was not, but I don't know how much I'm trying to think now and run through it all in my head. But how much you know slang is in right. Mary Poppins? Not it's much. A very,
0: but I wonder yeah. if it's where Mary Poppins to me is a mm-hmm. tale of jolly old Britain. And yeah. like, here is this tale of a, you know, and glean what you want from it. And this is a tale uh-huh. of a time past where bankers wore bowl hats and people had nannies with umbrellas. And like, yeah. th- whereas...
2: I mean, the thing is, it's like that did happen. That's, right. not,
0: that's exactly. not fiction. But that's like, not, it is, and then we talked it It up. is the distance of time there. Uh-huh. Whereas right. Matilda is not terribly uncontemporary in its portrayal in this musical. Yeah. They, don't, they don't do a lot that maybe makes it today, but they don't do anything that makes it seem old. There's television, they take a bunch of pictures, like, mm-hmm. they don't yeah, mention yeah, yeah. the internet, but we could. they could just not be mentioning the yeah, internet. Yeah,
2: exactly. Well, if they mentioned the internet, Roald Dahl would be rolling over in his grave because exactly. he hated technology as much as he possibly could. So, I, I wonder if these
0: changes are because it doesn't have the buffer of time, you know? There's something there where they're like, uh, not to justify so, it, but yeah.
2: But right here's a here's a test, okay? Yeah. Not for you, sorry, um, <laughs> but for anyone who's listening who's only ever listened to the Broadway cast recording, mm-hmm. okay? Um, so, if I said to you, um, you'll know, you'll recognize this line, Tommy. But if I said to you, it doesn't really matter if you don't know now, as long as you don't know it with a bit of clout.
0: I, recog- I don't actually recognize that line. I understand it's, that. It's, line. It's, in, it's
2: in load. It's in okay. load. Um, it's like, it doesn't really matter if you don't know, as long okay. as you don't
0: know with a bit of clout. Yeah, Unless yeah,
2: yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to yell the laddie. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it is now in, in the uh, American one, but it, it's different. Because um, I, oh, I totally understand that, and none of those are British slang words. I mean, note
0: is. Oh maybe i've been mishearing that word then.
2: right well you know you 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 fill, you fill in the blank so right. but that's that's just what you do but so now um is like slang word for nothing so if you don't know now uh you don't know anything is what that is that um is. as long as you don't know with a bit of clout clout so, i feel is is a, a word right
0: clout is a word for yeah. for the record i misunderstood that line right okay what
2: did you think it was uh, i thought she
0: was singing the word now
2: Oh, don't know. No- it doesn't really matter if you don't, if you don't know, know now, now. right? Yeah. as long like, as you don't know it with a seemed, bit of cloud. It, it seemed
0: like one of those <laughs> those fluffy kind of fit-in sort of words. Also, they're singing right, about how yeah. they don't know anything, so I never really thought much about it. Right, um,
2: exactly. Um, so yeah, it, it's and it's just like it, there's a couple of times that they do it, and it just makes uh, Mrs. Wormwood seem a bit stupider because she's using like West East London slang, mm-hmm. um, and that's absolutely fine. It's a character choice. Uh but yeah, so if if any of you out there who listen to the Broadway, if you didn't understand that, then fine, I'll I'll accept it and <laughs> I'll I'll let you have your words. But if you were fine with it, yeah. then stop changing the cast recordings, <laughs> I it's, tells ya. Yeah. Um you find it su- really surprising, That's you know, really interesting. very very yeah, very surprising.
1: Now i gonna tell you when to wiggle your bum. Bumble- no one's gonna love you if you don't know the rumba Everybody loves a little something exotic But learning a language is over the top It doesn't really matter if you don't know no. As long as you don't know it with a bit of clout The less you have to sell, the harder you say The less you have to say, the louder you yell it the, the dumber the yak, the bigger the confession. confession The less you have to show, the louder you dress it you gotta get off. you gotta, gotta get off and be louder. Louder.
2: So <laughs> oh, I keep saying so I start everything with so so let you start this one.
0: Alright. Actors <laughs> because
2: so I- <laughs> Acting is the hardest profession in the world. Hard work. The hardest <laughs> profession is acting. Dance is
1: the
0: hardest. So, I, I, I think the actors of the show, one of the big things to talk about is like, this is a show with children in it. This is a show with a lot of yes, children in it. Which is exactly. not terribly new on Broadway.
2: I mean, Annie did it first. So it's certainly not that year, by the way. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that was the year of the child. That was the year
0: anyway. of the children. What was it? Uh, Annie? Uh, Annie, Matilda. Annie,
2: Matilda and Christmas, Christmas story. story
0: all had children's choruses yeah it was like there every was child so that many was employed
2: um, exactly I feel like they did it just so Neil could make a reference to it in the <laughs> opening number I think that was the reason uh, for being all in but how fascinating they all aligned together yeah. um but yeah so uh, many many kids yes. um but also many adults many it's adults. not you're not going to go in there and only have kids because right. that can be tough to be honest though not in this show the kids are uh, uh, yeah. Sensei- like the kids were better than the adults, and yes. I have no qualms about saying yeah. that. Um, and I'm talking about the, the ensemble here, like the energy. Mm-hmm. Like, in, obviously, kids have a lot of energy. Right. Um, but but the, the, the focused energy, because kids have a lot of energy yeah. and also don't know how to move their arms. like Right, exactly. Yeah. It's it just mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, if you've seen any clips, and I'm sure there'll be clips and things in the show notes, yeah. um, of any of the dances, but I guess specifically like Revolting Children. Revolting Children, children shine. for They're like for attacking sure. themselves. They're yeah. like judo kids. Yeah. I mean? <laughs> like, it's incredible. The yeah, strength absolutely. and the punch and the bite that they're putting into their, their movement. And yeah. you don't... You do see a lot of choreography with adults yeah. who don't have that same attack.
0: No. You know? Well, I wish, I wish, because... I know I have an aversion to watching children on stage and I feel like that's pretty common and I teach children and I have an aversion to watching children on stage Yep. Um, because generally I feel like we go in with like less than stellar assumptions and you're like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to sit through something that's going to be naff and Mm -hmm. have to, you know, muscle through it. So the kids see that I'm smiling. Yeah. I wish like on the poster for come see Matilda the musical it had a quote that said like the kids are better than you think they're going to be (laughs) like i wish they advertised that more
2: yeah Um, well i yeah i mean because going into it i i I don't really mind about kids on stage mm -hmm. um but that's because i'm a lovely person and you're not (laughs) and i'm not i'm Um, evil and dark inside yeah exactly um i miss honey you mistrust the end
0: I, i mean that seems pretty accurate
2: I, you wish. <laughs> I would love to play that role. I think. Um, I think everyone would love to play Miss. Yeah, exactly. Every, every man, <laughs> every man is Um But I think. Um, I don't know. I think you. You feel like certainly in the, the West End as well. Like you feel like they've got to this point, so they kind of have to be good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's very few like West End shows. Yeah. That I've seen with kids, um, where I've been disappointed with the kids.
0: Yeah. I guess that's true. I I also do wonder if it's the the theater major's curse in me. Like Mm -hmm. when I see a kid on stage, my mind is thinking like, oh man, they've got child wranglers and it's a different one every night. And like someone's picking up on that side of the stage and putting them down on the other side of the stage. And like suddenly I'm thinking about all the artifice behind it. And it makes me really nervous and Uh self-conscious because you don't have to do that with adults.
2: I'm sure there'll be a lot of people out there as well who are currently sitting on their like 900th edition in the row of not getting it being like, this child is five. Yeah. And like, they are working. <laughs> exactly. Right. <Yeah. laughs> like, so like. I, up, I, and I and also just being like, they're definitely better than me. And I'm very <laughs> upset by that. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they're um, going to be getting work forever and ever. Right. Exactly. But no, so you can, you can see the side of it, but yeah. in this show, they're, in, they're are incredible, like absolutely stellar. Yeah. Um, and really make, they make the show, like, they, they make it what it is.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things I wanted to say, is that the the whole interplay between children and adults do- mm. doesn't work in the show if you have, you know, if you have the cast of Glee playing the children, right? Yeah, If you have 20-year-olds exactly. playing nine-year-olds again. It, uh-huh. it doesn't ring as true if they're not honest-to-goodness yeah. kids.
2: Yeah, so there are so there are adults that do add into the school kid, and they're yes. like the older, the big kids. They always put um, them in the
0: shadows in the back.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, but that's the thing is when they come together in revolting children at the end, you're mm. not, you don't really distinguish. No, do you know? I mean, you're at, you're at that level where you're just like, yeah, cool, yeah, everyone's amazing. I'm I'm fine it. with that. Like yeah. this guy's trained for twenty years, and this one's been alive for six. Yeah, do you know? What exactly. I mean? And you're both just as great. Yeah, um, which is great. Yeah, that's it's really and it's, it, you know, as well, like, the cor- it's not like they've dumbed down the choreography. No. Like, the, the adults and the kids are doing the same stuff.
0: And they're, and they're all spot on, and it's not right. like... It While there is a kids' chorus and an adults' chorus, it, both are expected to do the same thing. Right, exactly. Which um, is, is good. Like, it's also, like, the, the meta-moral of this musical is the
2: same as the actual moral of yeah, this musical. Oh. absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Just that nice kind of quiet like the sound when you lie upside down in your bed just the sound of your heart in your head and though the people around me their mouths are still And I am warm like I've sailed into
2: so let's chat about some of the principles now all right so let's just fire right in Uh the king bertie carville Uh, like you haven't lived right (laughs) just still stop until you have seen this man on a stage i mean where do you even where do you even begin (laughs) first of all first of all he's male right
0: Right. that is that is the thing to point out about trunchbull is that I guess in all of them, it's been played by a guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a drag role. Um, I think like Tim mentioned, spoken before about how it, it doesn't really matter because she's such a character, right? Um, but when he was when he was writing the music, he was always thinking about it as a man because he could never picture a physical living woman, right. That could be this trunchbull, do right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas you have you know seven foot tall men, so right. exactly that happens. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, so this is a, a drag role in all to all intents and purposes. Um, and yet yeah, played by Bertie Carville, who is an English actor. And I think he'd done, you know, he's done lots of like Shakespeare and, and all legit stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here he comes <laughs> yeah. and throws like, everyone's head off.
0: Very, from a very, I would say, classically trained sort of. Yeah, completely classic. I can't remember where he did train. Uh, Royal Academy of Dramatic Art.
2: Yeah, so there you go. So RADA, which is, you know, the, the list of alumni of RADA is tremendous and they're very good. Um, and, it, you know, it makes sense that he's gone to the RSC for an audition. Right, exactly. Because that's, and, you know, he's a Shakespearean actor. And then actor. suddenly
0: they're like, we know you're here for Shakespeare, but how do you feel about <laughs> yeah, playing exactly. a woman in Matilda?
2: <laughs> exactly. Um, and why not? But it's been so great because he's yeah. brought that refined... Um, Nature and this is this is actually quite a contentious topic. Um, We always like to have some contention in the podcast, Um, and it's about kind of the standard of acting teaching in musical theatre conservatories. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, I don't know what it's like across the pond. I can only speak for uh, you know the experiences that my friends have had who have gone through the system, Mm -hmm. um, and from what I know, but basically that because you're tackling all three disciplines. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're doing the master's course, you're doing it for one year and you're trying to become industry ready as a singer, actor and a dancer. That's very difficult. That's very, very difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. And if you're working in musical theatre, if you're going to be working in the chorus, which is where the majority of people are going to be. Right. um, You need to be really good at the singing and the uh, dancing. Right. Um, And so a lot of the time and a lot of the education, Mm -hmm. the acting takes kind of second string. Yeah. They don't they don't drop it all together and the people who are teaching it are fantastic. They just don't have the time right to right. To spend on it and develop it. Yeah. Um I mean what is it what is it like across the pond? Is I mean, it similar? I would say pretty similar. I also think we don't have
0: as much of a conservatory structure in a lot of our... Very true, like ...theatrical education. I think there's also... Because we're such a big country and there are a couple different... Like, you want to be an actor and you're 18. You could Mm -hmm. go get an acting major in a college that has a prestigious program or join a college with a conservatory program. Or Mm -hmm. you could move to New York and start auditioning or move to California and start auditioning or audition from where you are because this is how we live nowadays. And so I think... The education in general is less standardized. Um, okay. But I do think Yeah, because here it is, it's
2: very much an institution. Do you right. know what I mean? Very rarely do people jump in. I, th- I think more for theater than for film, mm-hmm. uh, but very rarely do people just jump into the pool right. and start auditioning. Yeah. Um, I feel you do something, yeah. whether it's, you know, college, conservatory, exactly. or master's, but I think whatever. It, I
0: think the American experience is different. I mean, like Harrison Ford was a carpenter on set right okay like and he had no formal acting training before he got his first job and he's harrison ford like yeah there's a yeah. a lot of stories like that and i think there's a lot more luck implied in becoming mm-hmm. a successful actor in america well um, it's a bigger it's a bigger
2: pool you yeah know what i mean it's a, bigger it's a much bigger to come pool from.
0: and we make a lot of different kind of media too yeah um you know hollywood is here and new york is here and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, but I do think it is, it does go to your point, point. and even beyond perhaps the conservatory structure or the kind of you know traditional acting uh, musical theater teaching structure, it's yeah. really easy to hand wave acting skills. Yeah, like, to be like yeah. you don't you can you can do this in your own time. Go practice exactly. a monologue. we will exactly. meet in a week. Whereas like you can't. that with dancing.
2: Yeah well a lot of the training that you get is okay you have to be doing your stretches and you have to keep going to dance classes and keep doing that up and you know always warm up every day Mm -hmm. you know all of these things that you keep going throughout but you never really get told you know go dissect a monologue every day or go take an improv class right. on the reg. like you, that isn't necessarily yeah. the the priority if you yeah. want to audition for music because theater. acting and is that's so fine.
0: right exactly acting is so cerebral that there's an assumption you can learn how to do it on the subway on your way to your choreography yeah like, on exactly the way to the studio
2: and as as well and I'm going to say it sorry but this the need for good acting on the west end at the moment mm-hmm. is a lot less yeah Than and i'm talking about music theater i'm not talking about straight plays you need to be a good actor to be in those um <laughs> but it's it, you know it is the second string mm-hmm. if you're in something like i don't know dream boats and petticoats mm, like right. you're not looking for an Olivier winning performance right. there sorry exactly. um but to round it all off and get all back to a point to say, about Bertie Carville, um, he's, he's brought this Radha training to this yeah. role, yeah. and you can see it, yeah. and it is incredible, yeah. because it's a layered performance of a character part. Like a character part, like a fluffy character part. And it was so interesting, so I looked up um, Chris Sieber, Mm-hmm. Who is playing it on Broadway at the moment, maybe, okay. or maybe. has played it on Broadway? And mm-hmm. he's he's Tony winning actor. He's fab. We li- we love Chris Sieber. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so interesting because he's just not as good.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs> it's,
2: it's not as good because there's so much that Bertie has and yeah. the, the work that Bertie has put into it mm-hmm. himself. Yes. Um. That can't be directed. It can't be taught. It just needs. Yeah. It's those nuances that yeah. he's like. Like this is just years of training. Yeah. that have Years of brought this of into classical me.
0: Classical acting training applied yeah. to a very contemporary
2: piece. Yep. And so this is an incredible realisation of a role. And it's his hands. You like, just watch, find a clip of the hammer Mm. and watch when he, I can tell you the exact moment, when he gets up from the chair and swings round to go to the mic, I think it is, or something. Uh And it's his little claw hand. And those hands are the most consistent thing you will see in the whole show. It's incredible how he uses them. And he just makes her this. It just completely makes Agatha Trunchbull what she is, yes. Um, and it's interesting as well. Like again, um, watching Chris Sieber mm-hmm. compared to Bertie. Um, I think with Bertie, no, with Chris Sieber, it uh-huh. looks like the costume is wearing him. Whereas okay. with Bertie, it looks like his body. He has got control over the whole costume, the whole thing, the whole shebang, and you believe it. Whereas Chris Sieber, it looks a bit more like a costume. Mm-hmm. You I know believe that, um, yeah. So it's 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 just really really interesting, and I, I really compel everyone to go out and and have a look at, at Bertie because yeah. he's someone that should be really remembered. This yeah. is a I think this is a role people will talk about. Yes, for a long time. I don't know how long Matilda's going to go on the West End. I yeah. hope yeah. it goes on a long long time. Um, sad <laughs> that it's not going to go on as long as, as at Broadway, but right. I want people to remember. Bertie, yeah, I'm um, obviously he won the Tony. Like, yeah,
0: he did win the Tony. He's he's,
2: he's pretty good. <laughs> well deserved um, too. Don't take our word for it. Take the Tony committee. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna retract out of uh, Bertie's arsehole, and we can talk about other people now. Hooray! Um, so again, so I'm I feel like I'm leading the way in this just because I've seen it and I love it so much. That also, I'm just like, this is this is your baby book.
0: I don't know if we've ever talked this on podcast, but. One of the things Jimmy and Maya's opinions differ a lot on musical theater is the role of individual performers in like a really yeah, kind of exactly, am- so true. amorphous, sometimes difficult to articulate way. But uh-huh. it's more that I can just never remember who performed a role because I just don't care.
2: Right? Yeah. Exactly. It's not. Yeah. I don't. I, I, and I don't know where that is. I don't know whether it's because I've done a little bit more acting than you, but Maybe. also not that much. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether it's because I direct it could also so just be that like i suck at
0: remembering names and yeah <laughs> just put it in that but but it, may,
2: but it could also be you know because because you're a tech man yeah so you are you're going to be looking at that and right. you are much better at picking up on things about that than I am. I just kind of yeah. immerse myself you're in the, it. I'm like, yeah, great, you're, you're that, about that all happens. <laughs> and is, I'm like, it's what why, are you guys it's doing?
0: Why, it's why we make such a great podcast together.
2: <laughs> well, this is it. I think the second we make a production together, which is inevitable, <laughs> which is inevitable, um, it will, I guess, be perfect.
0: It will either be perfect or we will hate each other. I yeah think but that's very fine a lot of people hate
2: each other Tommy a lot of people hate each other that's fine as long as it's perfect anyway uh, <laughs> so, underall
0: Mr. and Mrs. Wormwood you want to talk about
2: yeah, yeah uh, so I thought just um, to bring in some America into it as well I thought we could speak a little bit about Leslie Margarita mm-hmm. um, who originated the role on Broadway it should very very well It's a really really good but it's interesting the more <laughs> the more I listen to the Broadway one I'm like oh she's just not British <laughs> <laughs> so, I think Does it because, really shine
0: that much? I'm not good at Yeah, gosh,
2: hugely it's, it's such a You know, again It's um We I mean, you have soap operas, right? You have soaps Right, yes Yeah, you've got You do have that Yeah, yeah um, So one of our, like, main Big soap operas mm. Is this one called EastEnders
0: EastEnders is a reference I understand I have taken hey, in enough enough British pop culture
2: To understand EastEnders You get EastEnders General
0: references Right For, so, for American listeners Picture something like um, in the style of All My Children, that's one of our like long-running soap operas. Yes, um, uh-huh. but where All My Children definitely deals with more of American upper class. Mm-hmm. My understanding of East Enders is that there's something a little more lower class about it. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, that? so
2: that's that's it, and okay. it's it's the it's the East End of London, mm-hmm. um, which is a predominantly working to middle class community. Why well, I was talking about? Uh, because Mr. and Mrs Margaret. Yeah. So like they are they, they could be two characters from Ecenders. Yeah. Um and so like Les Les Margaret and I'm gonna make a point actually for the whole cast of the, mm-hmm. the whole Broadway cast of Matilda. Their accents are great. No 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 patty lapone mouth here? There's no patty lapone mouth, there's no kinky boots cast <laughs> good. good grief. Um <laughs> Oh it's awful. Um Billy Elliot is all right, but yeah. this is uh, you know, in of all the British, the British exports, mm-hmm. um, I feel like th- they've they've worked hard on it at Matilda. I don't even know if they have or whether they've just picked the right, right people, just, right? But the fact that the kids do it very well yeah, make me think that's, that's that a they've, good sign, they've done some work. They've kids, done some work. That's
0: a thing. Uh, that's like not developmentally appropriate for those late yeah, kids.
2: Exactly. Like I couldn't. Really, doing an American accent when I was five, right. but I can do one now. Yeah. Even if you don't think I can. Um, <laughs> so, right. So, that is a, a plus point, I would say. But there's so much nuance yes. to those characters yeah. to get that they are this kind of like working class, a mm-hmm. little bit scummy, rough around the edges. Yeah. You want to hear that accent idiosyncrasy. Yes. Um, Mr. Wormwood has it kind of on Broadway, but mm-hmm. Les Margarita is just doing a, a an an English do you know what I mean, I feel like just like it's a, not RP. It's right. not like it's clear.
0: Right. But it's still but, just kind of like generic it's not that it doesn't have that nuance. In the same way like if I asked you to do a Bostonian accent,
2: you well, might no don't do that to me because don't give me a specific. Right. Because no, that, I can But that's the pack thing I can like, in the garden. There you go. That's uh, Bostonian.
0: Yes. You got like three words. But that's the that's that's the connection for like our, our uh, you
2: know American Yeah, audience. but if if you said to me, do an American accent, be like, hey, how's it going? Um, yeah, sure. And it could be anywhere. Right. And exactly. it's everywhere. It could be I say it, back It's anywhere an and it's
0: everywhere. And like that's kind of Midwest, but is not a Texan accent, yeah, which is a yeah. little different. And, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
2: So is, is that nuance that's, that's kind of lost and i feel it's quite sad but then maybe everyone in america doesn't really care right. because they don't know what they're missing
0: yeah I guess. yeah that's absolutely you know which is I mean? why i ask because this is the thing i've learned i don't do well is pick up on the subtleties of the differences of british accents when it's important right and- uh-huh.
2: but like so for example you would listen to the london cast recording mm-hmm. and you would know i mean if you didn't know the story of matilda mm-hmm. you would know that Miss Honey is probably cleaner and nicer than the Wormwoods because right. of their act you know what I exactly. mean because of the, yeah. the delivery and, there, and stuff like that. there are pieces
0: of American musical theater where we do that too with our different yeah. regional differences and accents.
2: Completely. And I guess you know it's like something like Les Mis, Yes. Um that you know lovely lie days is, right. is very loud. La- I'm, yeah, kind of, oh, I'm from London kind of cockney or I'm from Lewes. If Chip. Oh what do you want? Like, exactly. And then, you know, you got married. Yeah. You're um, yeah, from North exactly. London. Uh, yeah. So that's the, the, the kind of thing. Um, anyway, so Les Margarita is a fab woman and she does a really good uh, diary of Matilda on Broadway.com, which we'll I be recommend. in the show notes. Yeah, exactly. I recommend people go and see it. And she's so, she's, she's very good as Mrs. Wormwood. She's very loud. Which mm-hmm. is a different, again, a, in fact, a difference across the whole. Yeah, the, again the whole category uh, The Broadway one was so much louder Really? <laughs> and, yeah just in general There's less up and down <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know why I don't that's know so, maybe it's because of the accents That's so interesting I,
0: I wonder because the a lot of So a lot of the reviews of the Broadway production Talk about it being Like a lot of the negative reviews Which there weren't a lot But mm-hmm. some people didn't like the Broadway production And they talk about it being a caricature And like too much of a children of a child's vision of adults yeah and so it's interesting to me that you find the broadway recording louder because that's something i think could totally play into that like
2: yeah and i do wonder like because that's the thing is reading because i hadn't really read many of the broadway reviews until Mm. you know we were researching and stuff so that i was quite surprised to hear that Because to us over here, it's an extremely intellectual show, right? That um is you know bring your kids along, and I've got some lovely anecdotes about that. Um, but bring your kids along, but you will. It's for you, right, parent? Exactly. I mean, yeah. But they will have a great time. Yeah. But this is for Whereas it seems over in Broadway, it's like, ah, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I wonder if that is, because they've made it that bit broader. Yeah. There is less subtlety. Yeah. Um, and I, d- going I do into think it.
0: there, I can't articulate it well, but there's some connection in my mind there about the talk of the accents, about mm-hmm. generalizing this as a, as a musical about British, as a musical exactly. about English, in the same way Mary Poppins
2: is about jolly old England and not like a shared history. Because I wonder if so, if they kept in, I mean, there's only a few of them, so it probably wouldn't change anything. But if they kept in those little idiosyncrasies, those little slang words, instead of changing them, would that have changed people's minds? Because then it's not patronising.
0: I think it's more, I think it would have to be like, and now the cast lives in England for a year. And then right. comes and performs it on Broadway. Like I right. feel like they're, they're, or I suspect. I don't feel like this could be totally mm-hmm. untrue, but I wonder if there is a shared history that was lost over somewhere over the ocean. Um, yeah, when it you put a, sw- you know, a smattering of New York actors in this, they don't mm-hmm. have the British history in their bones, which is so core. To some of mm-hmm. the plot points and some of the subtleties and some of the nuance of this sort of thing, it just seems like a roll doll book brought on stage. Yeah, not kind of these representations of English culture.
2: Mm-hmm. It could also be that we've had a dearth of good musical theater for a long time, and suddenly this comes in and it's an amazing breath of fresh air. A uh, breath of fresh air. That's true. Which one hundred percent is the case. That yeah. is the case.
0: Yeah, um, and perhaps it's the... when it's up against everything on Broadway it gets a little more difficult so this is one of the things we want to talk about um you've yeah. written you've
2: written tony snub here <laughs> tony snub oh my opinions are very blatant sugar um yeah i was i'm not gonna lie i was annoyed but so, you know
0: 67th tony awards nominations for best musical were matilda kinky boots bring it on the musical and a christmas story the musical kinky yeah. kinky boots won certainly the front runners were kinky boots
2: and matilda and Matilda, um, yeah, they were they were running away with it. Yeah. Christmas Story involved. is great,
0: but not Tony material.
2: Bring it on is not good. <laughs> it's so bad, sorry. Yeah. Le Manuel is not perfect.
1: Yeah. Also, <laughs> um, he didn't write that so... Yeah.
2: Um, and Christmas Story is great, but we'll right. talk about that at some point later. Yeah, so King to Boots, Matilda. Like, so I'd listened to them both a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd obviously seen Matilda. Right. That put me on a, a different footing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, I mean, it's uh, you know, you throw the cast recordings up against each other. Yeah. And in my opinion, uh-huh. Matilda's, like, so paramount, it's yeah. scary. Yeah. Whereas, oh, Ginky one won best score. And that was when I realised, I was like, they're not going to win it. Mm-hmm they're not going to win it, because if they're not getting the music, yeah, then something's wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, something is weird here, mm-hmm. um, and so I knew they weren't going to win it, and they didn't. So I've, I've read a few things now, discussing this and, and what happened. Obviously, it's not like, there's no thesis about why Matilda didn't win the Tony. There's no thesis yet.
0: I mean, there, there are theses about why the Music Man beat out West Side Story for the
2: Tony. Right, like these, are, these are important things. I think it's different to that. I do. I know. I know the point that you're trying to make, but I think it's beyond that. I think it's a British v American thing. Yeah. What do you mean? In that, Kinky Boots is a Broadway originator. Uh huh. Coincidentally, they're both British stories. Right. But because Kinky Boots is homegrown, mm-hmm. I think that was one of the reasons why it won. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: The, so I wonder if this is an Americanism or not. We have a lot of awards shows. The Tony Awards yeah. is an awards show at this point. It probably started <coughs> with, with more wholesome founding, but it's really important to recognize right now that the Tony Awards is a three-hour-long commercial for Broadway. Yeah, um, And it's not like we definitely honor people, but that's more New York-centric. The, the purpose of the Tony Awards is to sell things. And all award shows are like that, to an extent. You know, it's all a balance. But so the Oscars, the Academy Awards, the Tonys, and the Grammys, and then now the Country Music Awards and the VH1 Awards and the Daytime yeah. Emmys and the Nick Choice Awards. It's and like the, yeah. All of them, right? Yeah, To an extent, are marketing certain things. And so I feel Kinky Boots won, to an extent, because it has a more front of the american mind cause than matilda does
2: he's saying cause it's about the gays
0: because it's about the gays because it's about <laughs> gender identity because it's about uh. drag queens whereas matilda in its simplest explanation is about children and adults which yeah on the one hand is absolutely still a thing we're trying to figure out but on the mm. other hand you know we're not like passing new laws like we got the yeah. children out of the coal mines we figured that one out Yeah, this is not in the zeitgeist.
2: Absolutely, and it's one of those like the issues that Kinky Boots talks about are great, and uh, you know. I mean, saying "Oh, the drag queens on the stage, how groundbreaking!" That is very groundbreaking anymore. No, it's not. We've been it's doing come that be for expected. a long, long time. Like <laughs> exactly. Jerry Herman did that, like. <laughs> right? But you know, the things that they talk about race and the things that mm-hmm. they talk about sexuality, gender identity—you know, things like that—are brought more into question right. and talked a bit a bit more frankly. Yeah. Um, so again, that's celebrate yeah. that, please. And that's that's really really good. In um, In
0: addition to that, I think Tony voters, despite. seeing the heading for score or actor or whatever the specific thing is vote more holistically maybe even than Olivier voters although I don't know enough about how that process works
2: yeah it's I mean similar process but I think done in a different way there was no way that Matilda wouldn't win the Olivier yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I have come to accept it. Uh-huh. I, I do I, like I enjoy Kinky Boots. I think it's it's good, but I just think I think Matilda's special and unique. Yeah. whereas I think Kinky Boots is another book musical. Yeah, I agree. Do you I know fe- what I mean?
0: I feel like Kinky Boots is its own flash in the pan right now. Matilda mm-hmm. is going to be performed for years to come. Matilda so. is going to be revived in a couple decades, if not yeah. just like constantly existing in the way that like Les Mis has or Wicked
2: has. Yeah. yeah, exa- And so it's like, I think it's going to be a staple of the West End. I'd yeah. be stunned if it closed. I really, really would because it, there's no, I mean, there's no signs of that happening. I don't no. think anyway. Um, it's, 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 great, it's great. It's a staple. One of the interesting things, so it's just come out, uh, MTI have just announced that they're releasing. I think, junior, I think the junior version, Okay. it might be the full version, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It's coming, um, probably after the tour, because yeah. um, it says MTI has not set dates for licensing availability, but it will be available very soon and that I can see having a huge oh, and yes. beautiful life. Oh yes.
0: And like in America, there is a whole cabal of um, family theatre and community yes. theatre where it's like your parents and their children. In yeah. the show, and exactly they do things like Susicle and Mary Poppins and Annie and these things with kids and adult choruses. Yeah. And to have a really solid contemporary feeling show that features kids but has adults is, uh-huh. is like perfect. Is penned it's exactly so, it, for that.
2: Absolutely. So that's I find that really, really. Yeah, really, really exciting. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where I'll have a wonderful life. Hopefully, it'll come out in the UK soon. I, I obviously because it's going to be existing for a long time. Right, they might the, wait. The, uh, the plans for that will be very contentious and up in the air. Yeah. but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Well, speaking of Tim Minchin, <laughs> so we're, we're we, rocking I, the segue today, Tommy. I,
0: I should say, because for a while I didn't know who Tim Minchin was, and I know who he is now only because I live in this musical theatre world. In yes. your mind, American people, if you don't know who Tim Minchin is, I would compare him to Weird Al Yankovic. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's interesting you put that, um, because,
2: yeah, I think it's, it's a, a very like a similar thing.
0: Parody comedy songs, but with mm. a heart sometimes
2: yeah and like like a, tom Lehrer as well do you yeah,
0: know tom like Lehrer? tom Lehrer? like um uh what the what the heck is his name alan sherman uh hello mudda hello fada here i am at saint granada camp is very yep. inter like these kind of novelty songs that is like stand up with music
2: yeah, uh huh. That's exactly, and I feel like that's it's quite a British, th- again, yeah. a British thing. We've got loads of them. Yeah, like people like Bo Burnham or Bill yes. Bailey. Yeah. um, are fantastic musical comedians. Yeah. and I, I think just because the the British stand up comedy scene, and I ain't professing to know anything about that, right. But it's it's again very different to the the U.S. one. Yes, but we're dealing with different subject matters. So <laughs> yeah, so Tim Minchin is a British-born, um, Australia living man. Well, um, <laughs> he's very, he who is he, extremely. Good. If you saw
0: him walking down the sc- the street, you'd think very glam rock. Um, yes, you would. You would. Yeah, he
2: frequents the eyeliner. He loves yes. a frilled shirt.
0: He's got big old Bowie poofy
2: hair. He was doing um, Jack Sparrow years before Jack Sparrow did Jack Sparrow.
0: And like very naughty in a lot of his songs, I would say.
2: Yeah, he he swears sometimes. He's yeah, that's he's very severe. But it's it's in, it's in that kind of Burnham, Well, it's not Bo Burnham because Bo Burnham is Tim Mention, right. Um, or it's come from Tim Mention. But yeah. it's that it's intellectual. Yeah, it's, it's not witty, it's not shock
0: humor. It's not gross out.
2: It's not Tenacious D. Right. It's Tim Mention. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not yeah. to put down Tenacious D, I mean it's D. D. Yeah. Fan.
0: So an intro like Stephen Sondheim, he ain't. You know, even Cyndi Lauper, he ain't like. An interesting choice for the RSC to pick to compose this uh-huh. musical. Because whether overtly or not, that's absolutely how this happened. Tim Minchin wasn't like, I want to make Matilda the musical. RSC, will you do that with me? It was the mm-hmm. other way around. They found the direct. I
2: think it was the director. I can't remember his name. and I really should. Someone, Warkis. Matthew Warkis. Michael Warkis. Someone like that. Um, who had seen one of Tim's shows. And I think had had been like, oh, he's witty. Like, he is good at flipping the genre and and has Mm -hmm. a great use of words, Um, and so got got him in the room. And it just so happened, I think this is incredible, just so happened that Tim, back in the early 2000s, had actually emailed the Roald Dahl Foundation or whoever is in charge of that to try and get the musical rights for Matilda. That's Um, fascinating to me. Isn't that fascinating? And. Uh, they emailed him back. And they were like, "Yes, well, we're really actually interested in any musical adaptation of of Rodale. Can you send us your score?" Mm-hmm. And he just got really intimidated back because, like, yeah. well, I don't want to do the one. I just want to do one. Right. Um, and so he never even replied. He Didn't reply to it. And so you know, well, eleven years later, yeah, he, gets, he gets he and- gets this call, and it's like, "Well, yeah, of course I'll do it because I've already done it." Like, <laughs> and I, I've I've yet to find. I don't think he's really talked about it. I mean, he probably has somewhere out there. But I've yet to see if there's anything from the you know the original days the the
0: proto version of it that made it through yeah
2: that made it through um i'm sure there'll be general ideas and things that that will have come through uh the, the,
0: the matilda demo tape
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the middle, of the mixtape. I expect it coming to our shelves very soon. Um, but yeah, so so he's not, you know, he's not a musical theater aficionado. I yeah. think he appreciates it, but he's not like a Sondheim geek. Right. Do you know what I mean? In the way someone like Le Manuel is. Right, exactly. You know?
0: Like he he didn't come from musical theater, come to musical theater because he has a love of musical theater.
2: Exactly, exactly. It's just it was a, a kind of a, another step. Um, it's interesting because a lot of the team. Has has that the the book writer Dennis Kelly he'd never done a musical before he'd never written a musical before so he, they were both very new to it is, isn't it fascinating it's, that they got it right yeah and they have like for, you know first try first try first try and it wasn't even like oh that was good it was oh that was almost groundbreaking yeah. <laughs> like, like,
0: you, <laughs> it makes you wonder sometimes if if that was what did the shake-up. is like these were people who were, didn't come from what is what would have been at that point. The status
2: quo of West End yeah. musical theater, exactly, exactly, and I think that's the thing is they weren't they weren't trying to be like God, okay, we need to work in the West End, mm. crap, okay, we need to make it like this, don't we? Because that's how that's right. how the West End works. They just made they it were musical. writing for they were writing a Christmas show for Stratford, um, and that's all that's all they had in mind. And hey, if it went somewhere, great, yeah. Um, and now looked at it as yeah. own, no, it was on Broadway, like. Which is just incredible. So, uh, what I really, really encourage everyone to do is go out and listen to Tim Minchin. He's mm-hmm. got some amazing songs. They'll be yeah. in the show notes. They're so funny. Yeah, he's so he's just an extremely witty man. Yeah. Um, and I do compare. I do. I happily compare him to Lin Manuel because he's yeah he, in uh, he's he's, he's all of that Sondheim yeah ilk of I like words and I like playing with them. Yeah, he's not. He's not afraid to cover the page in ink. Exactly, and you know he's very smart at using meter, yeah, uh, and in or like that's putting other things, putting
0: the rhyme in the middle of a sentence, or like right, exactly,
2: proto rhymes yeah. or half rhymes, and rhyming one word with two words, and like yeah. yeah. And so you've popped down Groundhog. Did I pop that down? You pop that down. I popped down Groundhog Day um, there to talk about that. So it will be a while before we talk about Groundhog Day. Yeah, but. Saying that, um, I spoke to people I trust a lot about musical theatre and their uh-huh. opinions, um, and they've told me that is better than Matilda, really? and that he, it was almost like Matilda was his playground, and now it's time for him to be able to use the musical theatre genre to his strength. So, That's awesome. um, Broadway, I think, get ready, yeah. because I mean, Andy it Carl is, so, is coming.
0: <laughs> just so we do our due diligence, it was at the Old Vic, so it was legit West End. Yep. Um, yep. And it's on its way to Broadway in 2017.
2: It is indeed. Um, and I bloody hope it comes back because I didn't get to see it and I'm very annoyed. <laughs> it sold out in a heartbeat, that's the thing. Yeah. And because I think because Matilda was so successful, people were like ah, oh, great, Tim yeah. Mention, the Tim Minchin musical, this is going to be good. And thankfully <laughs> it was. So it'll be interesting to see A, what they do with it. My friends kind of pointed out ways in which they were like, I think if they work on this, da da. And they worked on Matilda a lot, so I think it makes sense that they'll they'll work on this a lot and, yeah. and, and hopefully get it get it right for Broadway. And... I'm I'm interested to see what he does with not children.
0: You know, not that I think yeah, uh-huh, to yeah, uh-huh. is like he's very intentionally offensive. Um, yeah, like it's not like he has to be offensive, but this will give him more room to do that.
2: Yeah, and it's, he's, he's, he's very playful. That's a, yeah. that's a big thing yeah, yeah, about yeah. him. He's very playful. But in a way, Groundhog Day has that in it. Mm-hmm. You know, Bill Murray is the one of the most playful actors in the world. Absolutely. But just, I've heard that it's powerful. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Where Matilda was face-smacking, mm-hmm. Groundhog Day, I think, is going to be... How we're like gonna punch yeah. in the gut. I'm very uh, excited. So yes, yeah, very very exciting times ahead, Broadway.
1: One, two, three, four. Discipline, discipline for children who aren't listening, for midgets who are fidgeting and whispering. In history, they're chattering and chittering, they're nattering and twittering, is tempered with a smattering of discipline. We must begin insisting on rigidity and discipline, persistently resisting this anarchistic mischiefing. These minutes you are frittering on pandering and pitying while little ones like this, they just want discipline. The simper- and crimping, the jibbling, and the spittling, the miss, and the tissue. It's an issue. It can fix. There is no mystery to mastering the art of classroom mistressing. It's discipline. Discipline. The smell of rebellion, the stench of revolt, the recap, the reap, your best, and plotting, the riff of resistance, the pong of dissent, the funk of model faberati. last thing
0: we have on our notes is you've written Is this a kid's musical or a musical about a kid?
2: Exactly. What do you, so I saw this. In, what do you mean by? Yeah. Me? So I I saw that in a Time Out review. Um, who were I guess disparaging. Or they give it four uh, stars. So uh, Time Out
0: um, London, Time Out New York,
2: uh, Broadway. This is a okay. Broadway review. Um, so they said, um, it's all great and all, mm-hmm. but really it's um a kid a kids musical instead of a yeah. musical just about a kid. And they were comparing it to Billy Elliot. I just think that's wrong. Personally, I, mean, I think I would say to whoever
0: that journalist was that they've lost uh-huh. their inner youthfulness that they're just not the kid inside anymore so i wrote exactly. i wrote underneath this the song when i grow up like right. thinking about it listening to it still gets me teary-eyed um, uh uh-huh. the whole that conceit so if for some reason you've made it this far through the podcast and we either haven't played when i grow up yet or you've never listened to it before yeah but when i grow up is the story it's like a bunch of kids thinking about like when i grow up I will be tall enough to climb the trees that you have to climb when you're grown up. And Mm -hmm. so it's this mismatch incongruity between the hopefulness of a kid, like, I'm so excited to grow up because I'm going to get to be able to do all these things I can't do right now. But Mm -hmm. what it's pointing out is you don't even know the things you can't do. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when I grow up, I'm going to be able to stay up and eat candy whenever I want. Exactly. like you know, I will be able to reach the shelves that you need to be able to reach when you're a grown up. Like, it's yeah. not like when I grow up, I'm going to be able to do my own taxes. It's not like yeah. when I grow up, I'm going to be able to own a car. It's yeah, like- I'm going to
2: have all this money yeah. and uh, a successful, you know, in life compared to other of my peers. Exactly. <laughs> like-
0: and like the, the first three quarters of that song, it's all very hopeful and jumpy and like sweet and like there's that childhood innocence about it. And then <laughs> Miss Honey comes out and sings the same song when i grow up i'm gonna be able to protect these kids and do Mm -hmm. what needs to be done and like Mm -hmm. from every angle from being a kid inside and like losing that hopefulness as you grow up to being a teacher who doesn't quite know how to do the right thing to being a quarter aged millennial stuck in our unknown world where like we're supposed to be able to do those things we wanted to do when we grow up right now, but we can't. And like the whole trend of millennials talking about like adult, I'm adulting today. I'm so doing yeah, the exactly. adult. Like I cleaned the bathroom today. What an adult thing to do. Uh-huh. Or like when my older coworkers ask me like, what did you do this weekend? And the thing in my mind is like, I did laundry and it feels like an accomplishment. Uh-huh. Um, like the, the, the way it all comes out in just a nice, easy song
2: really, really gets to me, Jamie. Exactly, it's a wonderful opening to action. It's such a surprising one because it, it you know, it's it's not, it's not pushing the narrative or anything yeah. like that. Up, I guess apart from the last line, but it's just a wonderful celebration, and it's at the heart of everything that Matilda the musical is. Yes, um, it's it's a celebration about youth and youthfulness and the. The power of of being a child, yeah. and there's no harm in even if you're, you know, forty five years old, you can still be a child. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You can still be naughty.
1: Yeah,
2: um, you can still have those moments, like in quiet, where you're getting so frustrated by everything, mm-hmm. and you just escape to that place. It's a very child childlike thing. You go to your, you go to your happy place. You do the little things yeah. that make you feel centered, and it's it's all about. You know, you can do that as an adult. Yeah. There's nothing stopping you.
0: There's nothing wrong. And you you should. I mean, I hear, because I'm in children's world all the time, I hear all sorts of different narratives framing the childhood experience. Yeah. And there's a bunch of really competing, starkly different ones. Like, yeah. there's a the thought of like, oh, you know, out of the mouth of babes. Like, mm-hmm. children are the most creative people in the world and we just have to listen. Um, yep. there's a counter-argument to that that's like, children don't know what the F they're talking about. They're <laughs> just barfing out the fairy tale. Like, adults wrote fairy tales. Adults wrote uh-huh. these sort of things. And then when children are like, and then the princess rode the penguin to the ends of the world where she met her true love. Like, that's not yeah. a child creating that up. That's a child barfing out what they saw on television that morning. I
2: think I was frozen,
0: yeah. <laughs> right. And like, I think what Matilda does very well is it acknowledges that it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. That like we're all we're all learning to exist, we're all learning to grow up, some of us yeah. more than others.
2: In the same way that, you know, the act the adults and the kids dance together in revolting children right yeah. at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. It is. It's just all about everyone. You don't care who's who. Yeah. Everyone is in it to get, you know, what I mean, it's yeah. just in it together. We're all little humans. Yeah. Like at the end of the day.
0: Kids can do adult like things. Adults can be childish. Um and we all are just learning how, you know, we're all trying to figure it out, which is very exactly. s- scary, too. Like, I think that's uh-huh. one of the, the things the musical touches on as well, is like yeah. the, the fear of not knowing what to do
2: exactly well that's it and in, in, in quiet mm-hmm. she talks about going it's into the eye of the storm when yeah. you just have to face up that to that thing yeah um and we're talking about the bravery of a five year old child here yeah. do you know what I mean but it's something that we all face we all have our demons yeah that we have to face up to and sometimes we do just need to jump in there yeah and, and, and like go for it
0: not even amorphous imagined demons like this is a heightened fairy tale kind of story but It's a story about a kid coming from a very abusive household, going into a very abusive school, who can't catch a break and, like, is seriously in danger of being messed up Mm -hmm. for the rest of her life because of it.
2: Mm -hmm. And, like,
0: finding that courage anyway. Yeah. Very powerful.
2: I do have a little lovely anecdote to give Mm -hmm. um, about um, when I saw it in the Cambridge Theatre. So, uh, I was very fortunate to sit on the fifth row of uh, the stalls, which you Yanks call the orchestra. Um, No,
0: the stalls are on the side.
2: Not for us the bottom is the stalls this is the orchestra confusing. And the stalls are equivalent
0: <laughs> when they do the Broadway recording of this anecdote I want them to change that to the orchestra yeah
2: they will, oh they will Tommy don't <laughs> worry we'll send it to the, the producers and they'll, they'll start it out um, so I was sitting there which was mm-hmm. a perfect if you're going to get a seat that's the best one I tell you, especially uh-huh. if you're on nail um, and I was surrounded by kids uh, and it kind of at that point as well because i I'd, I'd not seen matilda mm-hmm. so i hated the west end i was like <laughs> this is nonsense i'm not compelled to see anything like jersey boys was fine mm-hmm. like that's where you know my head was and surrounded by these kids uh and their parents and their friends and they were all just getting ready and watching it. And a part of me I'm not gonna lie, a part of me was like, Oh dear. Like right. It's like have seeing to someone bring this. a baby on like, an airplane. Yeah, it's like we're gonna be running up the aisles and that's fine. But then the other half of me was like, God, this is so exciting. Like this, there's all these kids and they're going to see a West End show, like a West End musical. I was yeah. like, That's that's pretty exciting. That's real cool. So watching away, watching away, um, and it was all great. The kids were very well behaved. Well done, kids. Um, they laughed and clapped in the appropriate places. <laughs> um, but there were two particular little girls behind me who I guess were best friends. Uh-huh. Um, and for a lot of the show, they were singing along with the words. Now, if that's a fifty-year-old woman beside me, I tend to get a little bit annoyed. But the fact <laughs> that it was these two girls and they'd obviously seen this yeah so many times that they knew the word that they knew the words, I was like, Christ, a al- like this is so yeah. exciting. This is this is a new generation. Yeah. Do you know I mean? This yeah. is a new generation of, of young kids getting excited by musical theatre. Yeah, exactly. And we've not really had anything l- like that Mm-mm. for a very, very long time. And that is one of the reasons why I think it's an important yeah. and great show because it's it's not just for the adults you know I was I was greeting away but so were they do you know what I mean and it's like here I am having the same experience as a you know seven year old child so that was matilda that was matilda That's, that was great yeah i, I love I feel that, that, that show we,
0: you know matilda i think is a musical that some people will hand wave sometimes and we we oh. do a good job of making even wa- fluffier music. your musicals wave it
2: to wave it towards you you know <laughs> waft it in your direction uh no please please go listen to it, everyone yeah um you've got a quiz hey, question for us i do i do it's in my pocket let me pull it out Ta-da! <laughs> okay so tommy so jimmy There's a certain romantic duet out there which has the royal seal of approval and that is the British royals. The British royals. What musical is that from?
0: What musical has a romantic duet duet with the British royal seal of approval? Who knows?
2: (laughs) Who knows? I know.
0: know. You know. (laughs) 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 If you want to chat us up I'm on Twitter at Musical Mash or Musical Theatre Mash
2: on YouTube. And I'm as in Hendrix on Twitter and YouTube. And as always, our show Twitter is at Jim and T O M I C. Or you can pop along to our website, jimantomic.com, where you will find a link to our Reddit discussion. We will be chatting a hoose about Matilda.
0: Uh, For our Yankee friends, that means we're going to be talking about the show. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Chatting (laughs) a hoose boots. Um, Yeah. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your mom. Yes, especially your mom. Especially your mom. I hope she's she's listening right now.
2: And we'll see you next
0: week. Toodaloo. Bye.
2: Do you, What do you think? Do you think? What do you think should have won? I... Bring it on?
0: He Probably bring it on.